You know the vibes, we're back. No NBA action last night, but don't worry, we're here with another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast, sponsored by NBA 2K22. If you don't already have your copy, there's no games on tonight, so go get a copy by hitting the link in the description. Play some 2K to fill that void. But in the meantime, you're rocking with us 30 minutes with the best three-time NBA champion, BJ Armstrong, alongside myself, Mo Mootsi. BJ, how you doing today? Beautiful, you know, the All-Star game was last night, and Mo, I don't know what I'm gonna do to fill that time. Well, There's no games. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk some more basketball with my man, Double M. That's what I love to hear. Genius. Come on, you know the vibes. So what well, you got, Mo? What you got well, for me today? Well, even though even though there's no games going on, I'm getting a lot of people that are mad at me. I'm getting a lot oh. of people oh. that are unhappy with me. Because oh. you see during All-Star Weekend, when Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point contest. Now, I got a lot of love and respect for Carl Anthony Towns. He's an amazing, amazing basketball player, great guy. But I said, when they were calling him the greatest big man shooter of all time, I said, you can't be the greatest if you've never won anything. Let us at least respect Dirk Nowitzki. How can you be the greatest at something if you've never won? All I said was, Winning a three-point contest during All-Star Weekend does not mean anything. If you're not doing it in games when it counts, then how are you the greatest? You can be technically skilled, better, whatever you want to call it, but greatness is something different. And, oh man, the people got mad at me. I had a bunch of, I even know what to call these people, coming back at me with screenshots of their of their box score saying, Carlani Town shoots 40% from three and Dirk only shot 38% from three. Da, 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 da. And here's my whole thing. If we want to use that logic, is Seth Curry the greatest shooter in his family? Because he shoots a higher percentage than Steph. That's just something to think about. Greatness, the concept of it. Because we talk about it all the time in sports media. I just thought it was interesting that people were just happy with regular season, missing the playoffs, as long as I get my numbers, I'm the greatest. And I'm not buying it. I don't know what kind of losers are in this generation that have grown up to think that that's okay. And I feel really old saying all of this, but come on. I had to get it off my chest because everyone's coming for me on the internet and I'm saying, listen, you can be better technically skilled at something, right? Like I can be great at making, making shows, okay? But am I the greatest in the world at doing TV? No, Stephen A. Smith is the greatest in the world at doing TV right now because every time he talks, the internet goes crazy. Everyone stops to listen to what he's saying. So no matter how technically skilled I am at doing what I do, I couldn't come out here and say I'm the greatest TV analyst in the world right now or talk show host in the world right now. That would just be foolish. So until I get to that level, I can't call myself the greatest. But I can call myself the best at what I do. I can't say the greatest. BJ, what are your thoughts on that little rant that I just had to get off? Well, you know, you know, Mo. When you when you when you've been around, you start looking around and going, okay, it's impossible. It's impossible to say someone is the greatest of all time. I think the whole the whole concept of greatest of all time, truthfully, we need to eliminate that. Facts. I, I agree. But then okay. this is a different because this is the greatest at a particular skill. This has qualifiers in it. Because saying the greatest of all time is impossible to decide. But the greatest, if you put in the qualifiers of 
shooting the basketball okay. if you're above seven foot tall. That's my thing. Okay, but okay. Mo, the evolution of the game is going to demand that the game is going to look different. It's going to be taught different. It's going to be played different. The rules are different. The athlete is different. Yes. The equipment, the shoes is different. The floor, the arenas are different. Mm -hmm. The ball is different. Okay. So if you want to say someone is the greatest of all time, that means we would have to give everyone the same all conditions. Those things. The same conditions. It's conditions. So, so and the then, way I'm and then go, we go can off, look go. at it, we can look at it, and then we can say this guy is the greatest, or what if if, if it's even a true greatest of all time. If it, it I don't I happen to don't believe that because there are there there are masters of their craft. Yes. Okay. There's only one craft, and I, and I don't. I feel like if I say this, I'm going to take away everyone's dream of the game. There's only one craft to master, and that is the fundamentals of the game. Mm -hmm. There's nothing else going on. The fundamentals of the game hasn't changed since 1946. And in 2046, they will be exactly the same. Now, we can sit here and talk about the way they play today. So when I played, there was probably 85 possessions in a game. Watching these guys play, there's probably 110, 120 possessions in a game. I would have loved to have played more when there's 40 extra possessions in yes. the same game. We talked about okay? this the other day. Your 2K rating would so, be through the roof. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> So what I'm saying is let's respect the game and the way it's played today, mm -hmm. because in that era, the eighties and the nineties and the seventies, all bigs played on the box. Yes. And they played from the box. Mm -hmm. Suddenly now in this era, we're taking bigs and everyone now is a stretch four or stretch five and they're playing the game. Yep. And that's why I use Turk as a comparison because that was only 10, 15, 20 years. Dirk had a post game. Let's stop yes. acting like Dirk yeah. didn't have but a this is what I'm saying. Look, Dirk he has a move shoot. now. He, this is what I'm saying. He's the greatest because that fadeaway. No, is you a can't shot. say he's the greatest. No, he wasn't the greatest. There were okay, guys okay. out there okay, okay, shooting okay. before okay, Dirk, okay. believe it or not. I, I'm not saying he's the greatest shooter of all time. I'm saying Dirk Nowitzki is greater than Carl Anthony Towns. I don't, That's what uh, I'm saying. What, uh, uh, because uh, what are you because say? How, if how you, you put say that? if you put Dirk Nowitzki in today's game where he could shoot eight Dirk Nowitzki, game, Dirk he would Nowitzki, get even better. You put Carl Anthony Towns back in any other era in the NBA, he ain't getting minutes like he does now. Okay, we can make that argument. A player is a player. Players will always adjust. Players will always adjust. They will always adjust. They will adjust to the rules. They will adjust to the physicality of the game. They will adjust. Carl Anthony Towns is a great talent. Oh, facts. He will he will have adjusted to the game. He no no doubt in my mind. Just like Dirk Nowinski. If if I put Dirk Nowinski and dropped him in the eighties, you can make the argument that he wouldn't have been Dirk Nowinski. Correct. Yeah. You can make these arguments. They're fun to argue. Mm -hmm. The fact remains, Dirk Nowinski played in an era, and he was one of the great bigs of his era. 
And I'm going to appreciate that. I don't have a, I'm not going to say what I thought he would do in the previous era. I'm not going to say what I think he would do in this era. When Dirk played, Dirk was one of, if not the best big, you could make an argument of that era. Carl Anthony Towns. Now, if I say Carl Anthony Towns, I want you to go play against Bill Cartwright and, and Patrick Ewing and play from the low box. Mm-mm. He would have been a different player without a doubt. And I'm not worried about that. What I'm worried about is what I can say undeniably, unequivocally, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best bigs in his era and is making his statement. And when his career is over, Mo and BJ, who will still be doing media, mm-hmm. we will be able to look at their careers and then we can look at their stats and look at their impact because Carl Anthony Towns, when I checked last, he's still playing. His yep. career is not over. Yep. Okay. So he's got a lot of basketball. Hopefully he's got another 10 to 15 years ahead of him. Yes. And then we can have this argument. How are we going to have this argument now? Like, how this are we going to have this, this argument yeah, now? But this goes back to what I'm saying. You can't call yourself the greatest if you've not won anything. He can go on. I'm not saying he won't go on. Who can call themselves the greatest? Who can call their? I've never heard a great player say I'm the greatest of all time. I've never heard that. Okay. But I hear people, I hear people say that, but. All those guys, those 70, I spoke to some of those guys over the weekend. I know who most of those guys think was the greatest, <laughs> but I spoke to that guy as well. And he didn't say he was the greatest. Okay, well, so why are we on the media thinking we have the right? Well, Carl said it. Who's the greatest. He said it himself after he won the shooting competition. Okay. And then, the, right. but I respect you that because I think if you're a player, you have to believe you're the greatest, right? But then I think, all the media people, this is what my conversation was, all the media people crowning him as the greatest shooting big man of all time. I was just like, show me it when it counts. And that's not a knock on Carl Towns. I just hope that he can get to a point in his career where he actually is playing meaningful basketball in meaningful minutes, in meaningful games. I expect Carl to say that. Why am I asking him that? If you are the greatest, let someone else say it. Mm -hmm. That to me is the greatest. If you're the greatest, let somebody else say it. If I ask you that, if you don't believe in yourself, then why you want me to believe in you? Facts. So good for Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. Now, when I hear other people start saying it is when they're going to catch my attention. Yeah. Because Steph Curry doesn't have to go around saying he's the greatest. I hear everybody else saying it. He don't have to say anything. I saw Carl, I saw Steph Curry giving tips to how to perform the three-point contest to Carl Anthony Towns. And then after that, he goes out and score 50. Well, why, why Carl Anthony Towns didn't go out and score 50? Like, like Steph did. Okay. So I don't want to hear about all this. Who's a great – That's I'm going to say that argument and keep and stay on the sidelines of that because I know there is the, no greatest. I know that because mm. when I ask all of these guys, they respect the game. They respect the players. They respect the rules. They respect the generation. They respect – the, the, the equipment, you know, I'm looking at, I could sit here today as an old guy and say, man, if I would have had the same shoes more that, that you guys have, <laughs> I could have, I could have done this. If I would have had the same workout equipment, I could have done, I could sit here and say that, but you know what? In that era, I did the best I could with the best I had and I made the best of it. And I am thrilled to watch these players when I see a 6'3 guy like John Morant doing 360s and all that, 
That never would have happened in my era. But to watch him, you go, hey, man, that's called evolution. And I'm going to respect it, respect how the game is played and keep it moving. But I uh, think hey. it's fun for your generation to have those conversations. Mm. I just happen to know different. I hear it. I respect it. A, you know, I for better or for worse, Mo, I can talk to those guys. Yeah, I and I can call those guys and I know what those guys are saying. And I would be it wouldn't be with integrity if I came on here and started saying this guy's the greatest when I know what those guys really think. Hey, listen, I respect what you said. My point is greatness as a concept for me personally is defined by winning. Now, if other people want to define that by percentage points and spreadsheets, that's cool. You guys go off. Just stop tweeting me about it. Anyway, let's talk about the new era and a team that's looking to win a championship in this new era. They made it to the finals last season, the Phoenix Suns. Now, Chris Paul is going to be out for the next six to eight weeks. How does this affect things? Because the Phoenix Suns are running away with the number one seed in the Western Conference. I personally think that they've got enough to steady the ship and stay afloat and even potentially keep that number one seed until he returns. Because eight weeks from today is the start of the NBA playoffs. So well, do you think they've got enough to hold down that number one seed? How do you think it's going to okay. So, Mo, I always like to go back. Because I, I like to stay principled in what I say. Like, I don't like to say things to say it. I like to say things so that way when you check and you listen to us every day, you can say, he's been consistent when things are great. He's consistent yep. when things are bad. And he's consistent when everything's in between that. Now, you've heard me say this, Mo, and our listeners and our family, you know, that's what we call them. Our family have heard me say this. Roster construction is the key to winning a championship. It's an art to it. I'm going to put that on and a T-shirt for you. Yes. And, and, and because it's key, it, it requires two things, Mo. It requires you to have very talented players and depth. Because you can't win without them. Yep. Now, things are going to happen, Mo, believe it or not. Is it possible for the season to just go smooth sailing and everything falls in place? I That's wish. possible. Okay. We hope we wish life was like that, but as you all know, as they say, things happen. So now something has happened. Now, the great thing about the Phoenix Suns, they have an incredibly talented team. You still got Devin Booker, right? You, you got Mikhail Bridges, you got Jay Crowder, you have all of these players. And they had a lot of depth. Thank goodness they just added what the kid holiday in the in the trade um, at the trade deadline. Yep. Okay. They have depth. Can they steady the ship? Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Will they do it? Absolutely. If they went 10 and 0, I wouldn't bat an eye because. Now we're going to find out the following. Now, if anything, I'm going to find out, here's what I'm looking for. Everyone's going to say, well, you don't lose Chris Paul, da, da, da. Well, they lost a player, DeAndre Ayton, and they go like 17, 18, and 0. Mm. And DeAndre Ayton was a player. It was reported that he asked for the max. Yep. And it was reported that the Phoenix Suns didn't. Mm. Didn't want to pay him. Didn't want to. It was, this is all reports, but you know what I'm waiting for? Yeah. But you know what I'm waiting for? Yeah. Cause I respect Deandre Ayton. You know what I respect about Deandre Ayton? Because again, bet on yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, Deandre Ayton, don't expect me to believe in you. 
So now, you know what I'm excited to see, Mo? Yep. There is a hole, a big hole, where we're going to miss leadership. We're going to miss a primetime player. We're going to miss a player who performs in the fourth quarter. But more importantly, this player affects the bottom line, which is winning. Yep. DeAndre Ayton has an opportunity right now for six to eight weeks to not, let's not talk about what's what. Let's not talk about what I'm worth. You can show me for eight weeks what life is going to look like minus Chris Paul, because if what is being reported is true, DeAndre Ayton, as we speak, has an opportunity to show the world what he is all about. Yeah, especially because Chris Paul is getting up there in the years, and if you're going to max Absolutely. DeAndre and that's going to hey, be your hey. duo for when Chris Paul retires. Just, now you're talking. Are they going to play 500? I have no doubt there'll be 500. They'll be able to hold this thing. There'll be, I think there'll be more than 500 for the rest of the way. That's what I'm saying. At the very least, I think there'll be I 500. I think campaigns coming back from his injury. And if you look at Absolutely. the playoffs last season when Chris Paul missed them games, campaign stepped up and played really well in those games. But Kevin what Booker I'm looking, is going to prove himself as well by having a more... Devin Booker has team. nothing to prove. Devin Booker is a as, bona fide scorer. Oh, he, he is a scorer, but he's going to prove his playmaking skills also now. If he's gonna Devin have to Booker run starts more doing playmaking, if he starts playmaking, he won't be Devin Booker. See, you can't ch- you can't ask him money to change. If you ask people to change, then you're gonna have a problem. Devin Booker, your job is to get me 25 to 30 points a night. Would you not see it as an evolution in his game? If he started being no. able to make plays for his teammates for what? as well. For, for what? Why? What's the becoming a more complete game? player? Rather than what's, just what's being inc- a pure what's scorer. incomplete about what's this inc- what's incomplete about his game? Because he's just a pure scorer, not a playmaker. If he comes out here and starts scoring, you can't and do both. You can't do both. Either you're a playmaker or you're a scorer. I've seen Devin Booker get 35, 40 points and have 10 assists in a game. So that means that's Devin Booker is, is doing whatever the play calls for. Yeah. He is a scoring guard in the NBA. Why does he need to be a facilitator? For what? Chris Paul's not there. Campaign. You just told me campaign's yeah. coming back. They just got Holiday back. If he's double teamed, if he's double teamed, Devin Booker has always passed the ball. That's correct. Yeah. If Devin Booker's driving to the basket. The big comes up. He throws the lob. What else does he need to do? That's why he's Devin Booker. Yeah, but this is what this is what I'm saying is. His assist number is going to go up because it's not going to be Chris Paul running those pick and rolls. It will be Devin Booker or Campaign or Holiday, whoever you want to call it. But I they, would hope they're going to have the, more possessions. I would hope that the coaching staff would do the following. I would hope, but maybe what do I know? I'm just a guy watching the game. <laughs> I would hope that I would hope if you lose a player like Chris Paul, that Coach Monty Williams, who I think is right up there for Coach of the Year, would change something about the offense. <laughs> change something about the plays, change the focus of the game. And I would hope that this team over the next six to eight weeks would take on a new direction because when you take a great player, I've played on a team where you took Michael Jordan out of the lineup. Yeah. And I didn't see Scottie Pippen trying to be Michael Jordan. And I didn't see BJ trying to do what Scottie Pippen did. I didn't see Horace Grant suddenly trying to just be who you are Stay true to your principles and play your game. 
and give yourself a chance. Nobody, I'm going to repeat, is going to imitate what Chris Paul is doing. So why all of a sudden am I going to put more of a burden? No, Devin Booker, we know what you do. Because there is, there will always be room in this league for somebody who can close a game. And I know Devin Booker could do that. Let mm-hmm. me, as the coaching staff, worry about getting to that point. Okay. Now, the only thing, the only thing that they will not have, instead of having two players on the floor that could close a game, we only know that's one that's proven. But I'm really expecting them to play a different brand of basketball. I'm not expecting them to keep playing at the pace they're playing with Chris Paul. And more importantly, coach is going to have to figure out how to give this team, this new team, an identity that's independent of Chris Paul. Do you know how difficult it was to play minus Michael Jordan? No, I don't, I don't but I can imagine. Okay, well, let me <laughs> let me tell you. You don't just take, take 32 points out of your lineup, six or seven rebounds, six to seven assists. The, the, all of the defensive things he do, and then just go, hey, go play. No one's <laughs> feeling that. No one's just feeling that void. Oh, leadership, the respect in the game. And by the way, we knew we had a guy who could close the game. So I would hope that Coach Williams would give this team a new identity, okay. a new way to play, and all of those things. And Devin Booker, you just be Devin Booker. Let me okay. worry about the f- philosophy and all those things. The only person that needs to step his game up is DeAndre Ayton. Because, ladies and gentlemen, all you Phoenix Suns fans, here's the following. This is what life is going to look like, possibly, when Chris Paul finally hangs it up. Yep. And this, to me, is the most important question because you can't tell me that all the other guards in the league wouldn't want to play with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. It's yep. proven. It's proven. If you, John Morant is probably, if you put John Morant with that group, you'd be like, man. If you put Damian mm-hmm. Lillard, if you put Fred Van Fleet, if you put, that's a plug and, and play system. Any high caliber guy. Yo, 100%. That's what I'm saying. So now I just want to see, because I know what Devin Booker's going to do. Mm. I just want to see what the big fella is going to do because right now this is an enormous opportunity go for get the that big max. fella. Go get that max. Now you're talking. Now you're talking to me because let me tell you what's going to be the most difficult thing. The integration of Chris Paul back into the system ah, is going to I be see. the most difficult thing. That's going to be the most difficult. Why? Because now you're, you're going to be basically in the playoffs. Yep. The playoffs will have started by the time he comes back. There you go. Now you're talking. You, you, I, I, guess what else I did, Mo, in my career? We can talk about it if you, if you like. Go ahead. Michael Jordan came back to the Bulls in the <laughs> middle of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so suddenly one day I came to practice and there was a guy that averaged 32 points a game and he came back into the season. I, I Mo, that was an adjustment for everybody. Yep. So again, this is going to require the coaching staff, the players to figure out how to find this happy median. That's not an easy thing, Mo. Okay. So let's see how it plays out. But I I think it's going to be very difficult for them because Chris Paul has had his imprint and his handprints all over this organization. 
Well, you called him a candidate coach of the year a couple of weeks ago on this show. Yes, I did. And now he's going to be on the yes. sidelines coaching the way. But real quick before we wrap up, speaking of teams with a new look, the Brooklyn Nets have made another addition to their roster. They've signed Goran Dragic on the buyout market. Goran Dragic, who had a fantastic playoff run in the bubble with the Miami Heat, the NBA Finals against the Lakers as well, where he was unfortunately injured. I think it's a very solid pickup. How necessary do you think that pickup was? Very, very much so. Given that Kyrie is missing half the games. It's not about Kyrie. Mo, we we just said it. Uh, Again, I want to hold myself. It's easy for me to get on this microphone and talk. But you got to hold yourself accountable. Yeah. Mo, you got to have talent. Yep. And you got to have depth. I don't care if Kyrie, I don't care if Kyrie is not playing or is playing. If I'm playing Kyrie Irving 40 plus minutes, that's not a good thing because if Kyrie gets hurt like he did last year, guess what happens, Mo? Yeah, you're done. Okay. So it is important for me to have depth because things happen, Mo, believe it or not. And you have to be prepared. I thought this was an excellent pickup for them. Why? Because he can play with Kyrie, off Kyrie, and Goran has shown the ability to play with All-Stars. I, if I remember correctly, he, he's been an All-Star. And he played point his career. with Steve Nash, the head coach as well. So he knows his and game know, very well. He knows how to play off of other players. Patty Mills, Goran Dragic, and all those guys. This was a good pickup. And he's a pro. Yeah. So to me, this was a great pickup. He's capable of having a moment in a big game yep. at any given time. So I thought this was an excellent pickup. He's he's capable of going 0 for 7 in a in, in game one and then going 7 for 7 in game five. Mm. See, that, that's what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at what he's going to do because of Kyrie. If Kyrie does what Kyrie's supposed to do, then Goran has a job to do. The bench has to win one game in the playoffs. The guards They're are beginning looking to get, you know, the guards okay. are looking stacked on the nets though. Kyrie, now you've had a Goran Dragic, Seth Curry, Paddy Mills. Okay. And if they get Joe Harris back, I don't know what the status is with Joe Harris, but if they get Joe Harris back, that's five guys that could realistically start last on a lot of NBA I, teams. Yes, but last time I checked, everybody's playing small ball. The only series we know they're not going to play small ball against is the Philadelphia 76ers shooting Mo is at a premium. Yeah. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are the primary scores on this group. I cannot afford to play them, whether it's one on the court or both at the court with three guys, for instance, Andre Drummond for a lot of minutes, because I can't spread the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. So and you've got Ben Simmons have, now too. So if I have Ben Simmons, Andrew, uh, 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 Andre Drummond, and the other guys on the floor, it's not enough shooting. So it's important that you have these guys out here because if I have a team, I have to figure out how to utilize their versatility. If I have Ben Simmons and I just play him at the three or the four, I'm, I'm not doing him justice. I got to put him at the one. I got to put him at the two. I might have to put him at the four. I might even have to put him at the five. That's what I was thinking. But in this rotation, I always got to surround him with shooters. So to me, what they have done 
if they've given themselves an opportunity to have 10 players, but a minimum having two or three players on the floor at any given moment that's capable of playing this new game called pace and space. Yep. Because if you put Andre Drummond out there on the floor for 40 minutes in a game, mm-hmm. you it, it, you probably are not going to win. No disrespect to him in no, today's no, no. game. It's facts, though, because, you know. It's, it's the way to get. And Ben Simmons is going to play. So, therefore, you're going to have to compensate for Ben Simmons. I think this was a great move by Sean Marks. I think it improves their chances. And what they're signifying to the rest of the league is we're going to play fast. We're going to play up-tempo. And we are going to attack the basket. And if you cut us off like you're supposed to be or supposed to do, we're going to be dishing it to our shooters. Pick your poison. I think the more I think about it, obviously we can just only speculate until we see it. But the more I think about it, the more I'm excited to see it. And the more I think that it could work, especially if you play Ben at that five spot with Katie, Kyrie, and two of these shooters, two of these guards that can literally knock it down at 40% from, from the perimeter. I'm excited to see it. Um, I, I can't wait for the games to come back. I'm itching for Thursday night to return. If it's only been one day without games and I already feel like something's missing from my life. But BJ, that's been another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. I appreciate tomorrow. you, Mo. I, I appreciate, appreciate you. I, there's a lot to talk about, Mo. I thought you, we were really going to get in today. The question that I have leaving All-Star Weekend was who's the face of the league now? Oh, we got to save some heat oh, for tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh. We got to save oh, oh, some heat for tomorrow. So if oh, you want to know, I wanted the answer, to know. I- if you want to know the answer to that question, come back tomorrow to the Hoop Genius podcast. But in the meantime, make sure you get buckets.